hello, 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 hello. What's going on, man? How you guys doing? Let me lower my let me lower my little stand right there. You see this? I got an automatic stand. Look at this. Whoa. Then it goes down. Whoa. Man, welcome to the morning, yo. Hope all is well. Ugh. I woke up late today. Woke up late today. You know, every time after Super Bowl, you wake up late. You know, you just wake up late because you 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 kind of you kind of watch the game and you ate too much food. Like I'm still sugar free. What what's today's date? So I'm sugar free uh, since the first. I did all of January and I've done seven days out of the eight in February. I feel great. But last night we had some uh, crab legs. Look at you guys coming in. What up, David Kano? Go Canes. You know I'm a big Canes fan. Eugene from Houston, Texas. Good morning to you. Um, so I ate some crab legs yesterday. Like, l- let me tell you something. Best crab legs, go to Costco. If you go to Costco, you can buy basically what a restaurant would charge you $60, $70 a plate, a pound for. You can get for like 70 bucks for like three pounds of crab legs. King crab. I think they're king crab. They're the big ones. They're the big crab legs. And all you do is boil them to keep the flavor in. Oh, so delicious. Ate like a pound and a half of crab legs last night. Sugar-free, you know. And then I had uh, some, um, what was it? Oh, so we, we, my mother-in-law has an air fryer. We got an air fryer. So we did some, uh, what's it called? What's the green? Well, hold on, hold on. What do we have? It wasn't broccoli. It wasn't broccolini. I forgot what we had, but we air fried it, and it was so good. Anything tastes good when you air fry it. So put all your vegetables in an air fryer and have fun with it and have fun with it. Winn-Dixie crab legs. Man, please. I don't even, I don't even, there's no Winn-Dixie's out here. Winn-Dixie crab legs. Come on. I don't think they even got crab legs at Winn-Dixie. That's David Kano. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, come on now. We got a lot to talk about. Can we talk about the Super Bowl last night? Tom Brady, seven Super Bowl wins in 10 tries. Seven Super Bowl wins in 10 tries. Now, of course, everybody's going, is he the greatest athlete ever? Okay. I got two ways of looking at this, and you'll never hear this on ESPN or anybody else will never say it like this. To be the greatest player, to me, is more than stats. Okay, Michael Jordan had six rings, but retired and came back and won. If he would have played at all, he probably would have had more rings. Uh, you got Michael Jordan, Muhammad Ali, and then you have uh, Tom Brady. Okay, I'm going to give the breakdown. Brady is the best quarterback that's ever been in the national, as far as championships. Brady is amazing. I mean, he proved it this year. Everybody was like, well, if you didn't have Belichick, you wouldn't want a chip. <laughs> he won a chip without Belichick. So he showed you. Uh, Muhammad Ali, greatest boxer of his time, probably greatest boxer ever. I th- I put Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan above Tom Brady. Because to me, it's not about championships. It's about, and correct me if I'm wrong, I want people to jump in on this. To me, Michael Jordan and Muhammad Ali changed the game. Tom Brady was just a great quarterback. Not just. He's the GOAT quarterback. He's the best quarterback to ever play, but he didn't change the game. You know, 
even Kobe to a sort, certain point. I mean, Jordan changed the game and Kobe kind of copied uh, Jordan. But when people throw a pass, they don't go Brady. Brady. But when you shoot a shot in the garbage can, you go Jordan, Kobe. You know, like they changed the game. Not Kobe, but Jordan changed the game. Muhammad Ali changed boxing. Brady was just a phenomenal quarterback. Like, uh, to explain what I'm talking about. Michael Jordan, before he got into the league, NBA players had shoes, but the shoes were horrible. Then Nike picked up Jordan, and he changed the shoe culture. To this day, the Jordan 1 is the highest-selling shoe of all time. Anytime a Jordan drops, it's sold out in minutes. He changed again. He changed basketball. Before, basketball was very like pass, pass. It was, it was Magic Johnson, which was great. It was Larry Bird. Michael Jordan brought another element to that where kids for the next 10, 15 years was trying to be and in, 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 in duplicate what Michael Jordan was doing. He changed the game of basketball. Like you could say, you could say LeBron James. Let's say LeBron James. One of the greatest basketball players, statistically, one of the greatest basketball players ever. Steph Curry, on the other hand, changed the game of basketball. You see what I mean? Like, it, it, I'm on this radio station called Pop 2K. And what we do is we play uh, hit music from the early 2000s. Now, what you'll notice is there's a lot of great songs from the early 2000s, but there are no legends from the early 2000s. You know what I mean? A lot of great songs. They all went number one. They all had recognition. They all were huge at the time. But just, I mean, there may be a couple of artists like Britney Spears, Pink, uh, Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, that actually changed the game for music. And really, NSYNC and Backstreet Boys didn't change the game because it came with new kids on the block. You know? So to me, to be the greatest athlete of all time, it's not just what you do on the field. It's, did you change the game? Because to me, Steph Curry, of course, to me, is not a better athlete than LeBron James, but he changed the game of basketball. Everybody's shooting threes now because of Steph Curry. I saw, I went to the NBA Hall of Fame. There was kids seven years old shooting threes. When I was growing up, nobody shot threes. And if it was up to LeBron James, and if LeBron James was the example of basketball today, and just LeBron James, threes wouldn't be as big. So to me, to be the greatest athlete, you have to change the game. Muhammad Ali changed the way people box. Before, they just went in there, just slow, boom, 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 boom. They just hit each other. Muhammad Ali came in like, ha, 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 ha. He came in with some flat. You can tell I, I never boxed in my life. But he changed the game of boxing. Oh, you didn't see that one coming, did you? You didn't see that. <laughs> I, got, what, oh, yeah, I just said you wouldn't know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Too, too quick. Too quick. Too quick. Oh, what's that? Oh, what? Ah, look, look, I did it again. Anyway. <laughs> it was so stupid. Uh, but that's my take on Tom Brady. I, I mean, GOAT. Quarterback is a GOAT. Is a GOAT. But he was just a quarterback. A phenomenal quarterback. He did not change the game in the NFL. He didn't. Because all these years, people gave the credit to Belichick. That's my example. Phenomenal quarterback, probably the greatest quarterback of all time. But the greatest athlete, no. Greatest athlete, still to me, Jordan, Muhammad Ali. Hands down because they changed the game. Does this make any sense? Hey, if you want to disagree with me, you can do that too. It's all love. It's all love.
Thank you guys for checking in. Really appreciate it. Uh, so we talked about the super. So I also want to do this thing on Mondays. You know, it's kind of sad every time I'm turning on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram. What's great about social media, it can change the world. And also at the same time, it can make you really depressed. You know what I mean? It can make you really depressed because you see so many people dying every single day on your timeline, right? And that's sad, man. That's sad. So what I wanted to start on Mondays is giving flowers. And people on on social media, you know what I'm talking about. Giving flowers to people when they're still alive. And all that basically means is you saying something about somebody else that they can hear while they're alive, celebrate their lives while they're still alive. And don't say it after they pass away. So I'm going to do this every Monday. Every Monday, I want to give flowers to someone. And today, I want to give flowers to my fifth grade teacher, Miss Williams. I will be honest with this. I don't know if she's still alive. And I pray to God. I hope she is. But Miss Williams, in fifth grade, there was an award show. Oh, not award show. She would give awards to the class. She had like five awards she would give to the class. And at the end of the class, Miss Williams, my fifth grade teacher, gave me, Burnett Elementary, Houston, Texas, gave me the most likely to succeed award. I still have it at my parents' house. It meant so much to me. It was the first time an adult figure, besides my parents, was like, you're going to make it. You're going to succeed. You're going to be big. And that meant so much. Yeah, I, I got to be honest. I think about that all the time. All throughout my life, I probably think about it once a month. Just think about that. How people, when you're young like that, can affect you and move you and make you think you're great. This teacher that I looked up to because I loved her gave me this award saying, you, out of all this class, <laughs> is going to be most likely to succeed. Now, no teacher could ever do that today because we got sensitive parents that'd be like, oh my God, what well, my kid's going to make it too. Can he have an award? See, back then they could do that. Today, all you bitchy, whiny parents But I got the award. And I got to tell you, Miss Williams, that meant so much to me. So much to me. And I pray to God you are still alive and somebody will tag you in this post and you will see this. Pray to God you're still alive. I'm celebrating you today, Miss Williams, because how much you did for me, how much you did for me and how much that little thing you did to me in fifth grade gave me that award, how it made me feel and how I still, how it still makes me feel. So hopefully Miss Williams is still alive. And hopefully you will hear this message. Now, if you're not alive, I know you have a daughter named Megan. She was very kind to me in school. And Megan, hopefully if Miss Williams passed away, I hope you take comfort in knowing how much she did for me. I'm giving flowers to you, Miss Williams. I am celebrating you. Giving you flowers. There you go. There you go. I'm getting all teary-eyed. I'm getting all teary. But that's the thing, man. That's the thing. People can affect you in different ways, and you just don't. I've been, I've been holding on to this all these years, and I've never told this woman that. But now, since I'm seeing so many 
people pass away. It's like, I look, I got to tell them. I'm going to tell them. Every Monday, I'm going I'm to I'm pick somebody and tell them. But in real life, you need to tell people every day. Anybody you think of that you're still in contact with, tell them. Tell them. Tell them you love them. Tell them what they meant to you. Tell them what they meant to you. You understand? As always, man, it's open for questions, Q&A. You know, I'm rolling with the solo pod today. It is open for you. Anything you want to ask me. Hey, what's up, Kathleen? I'm going to go through your... Kathleen, what's up, girl? How you doing? Uh, Amen, yo. Yeah, man. I hope y'all felt that one because I felt it. I felt it. Uh, let's see, Stacy M. Peterson, Peters preach, but I think she was talking about preach about the greatest athlete. Uh, hit me up with your comments. Anything you want to say, just hit me up tonight. My wife is excited. The bachelor, uh, they finally got rid of that girl, Victoria. You, if you watch the bachelor, you ever notice Victoria always had a sty in her eye. I was like, girl, you're on national television. Why does it always look like you got a black eye? Come on now. You need to step it up, girl. You need to put some makeup on it or something. But they finally got rid of that girl. They finally got rid of that girl because I couldn't watch it because I was like, this is produced. This is fake. They want this girl on there to create trash talking because that's what she does. And finally, they got rid of her. And I'm like, all right, I'm back in. Abhishek from India. For some reason, Abhishek, and we talk about this all the time, this show is growing immensely in India. And I think it's because of Abhishek. I think Abhishek is telling everybody about the morning yo. Abhishek, uh, hit me up. What time is it in India right now? Let me know. What time is it? Lewis. What's up, Lewis? You look like a new name. Thank you for checking in. I appreciate it. Yo, did you see Love and Hip Hop in Atlanta? Nah, I don't watch those shows, man. Let me tell you something. I don't like drama. When I was young, I loved drama. I love watching drama. I'm just trying to chill. I don't want to deal, because all these shows is fake drama. And let me tell you how, because I've been in reality TV. This is how it starts. It starts off fake. Like, okay, producers are like, we need a scenario. Let's, uh, so you are going to say something about this person. And then what's going to happen is, um, so so this is character A and character B. Every reality show is like this. I, I've been on set. I know. I'm character A, character B. Character A is going to say something about character B to the group. This mic is the group. I don't like character B because she's a B and she talked ish behind my back. And you know what? Her boobs ain't real. And then the whole group would be like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. And then one person from character, uh, from, from character C will go tell character B, oh my God, character B. Uh, a character B. Did you hear that character Ed said A said this, this, and this, and that you have fake boobs and you a B and you talk a lot of ish? And then this character be like, oh my goodness, I know character A over there didn't say that. And then the next scene, character A and B are in the scene and C's just watching, like, oh, look at them, look at them, look at them, look at them. Ooh, what are they talking about? And character B is like, yeah, I said it because that's the way you are. Character B is like, oh, my God, I didn't know you felt that way. Yeah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Look, can we work this out? Yeah, we can work it out. Okay, are we still friends? Yeah, we still friends. Okay, let's make a... Mm. Then, they, then they fix that fight. And then this is how the next one starts. This character, this one right here, that this one talked about, then tells this character something. Like, oh, so... Did you hear about character D 
that you don't even know that's in the show. She said this, this, and this. Now, character D is hanging out in here. And so this character's like, oh, really? I didn't know that happened. Then this character, and then after they finish talking, they gossip. Then this character run over to this group. Oh, my God. Character B said blah, 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 blah. And, that, and it's just a vicious cycle. The whole That's reality TV. I just broke down reality TV for you. That's how it is. And all they do, they, they do that circle over and over and over. And that's reality TV. It's easy, man. You just need the right cast. Let me tell you something. If you ever sell a reality show, this is some insights. If you ever sell a reality show, what they will tell you is it's all about the group of people. You could put the housewives in an ice cream shop and people will still watch that show. It doesn't matter where they are. If it's a fun group of people that like to start driving, you can put them in there. Put the Real Housewives in a flower shop. And that show will be drama. Like, oh my goodness, I know he didn't order them roses. You know him? Oh, he be cheating with such and such because he ordered his wife orchids and he giving this other lady roses? I mean, <laughs> that's what it would be like. That's literally what it would be like. Oh my goodness. There's enough drama around. I hate that show. Have an awesome day. What's up, Janie? What's up, Janie? She hates drama too. I don't know, man. Look at look at Janie's headshot. She poses. She like, hey though. My name's Janie. What up, Janie boy? Herrera. Janie boy. Herrera. Thanks for checking in. Hey man, I'm mad at Abhishek. He didn't tell me what time it was in India. Oh, I'm missing some comments. Maybe I missed it. Uh, the after show, but later. Hey, Michael, love the O-Town interview. The, oh, yeah. Look, man, if you've never seen the O-Town interview, go down. It's in. It's on my YouTube. I don't have a big follow. I'm not going to lie to you. I know you're checking in from YouTube. I don't even have a big following on YouTube. Most of my action comes from Facebook. For some reason, Facebook loves me and YouTube. I don't know. It just won't connect on YouTube, but I ain't hating. It's like I'll put it out there every single day. Every single day, I put it out there. Abhishek, where you at, man? What time is it in India? Uh, is there anything else I want to talk about? Talked about that. Oh, so my daughter is really walking now, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. My daughter is walking all the way across. The and it's scary, though. It's scary. It's scary because you don't want her to fall and hit anything. You do not want her to fall and hit anything. And my Explain to me this. Kids just know what's dangerous and they gravitate to it. We have this huge carpet with mats on it. My daughter will not hang on that mat. She will walk to the concrete and fall. Like, what is that? You could put her at the end of the mat at the other end of the room and she will like, look like a drunk person stumbling and walk all the way across the mat. Now, this is a big mat. This mat's probably like 12 feet. We'll walk all the way from one end of the carpet to the other end, go onto the concrete and fall. <sighs> I don't understand this. Like, baby girl, baby girl, you can't do that. You can't do that, baby girl. Uh, what's going on? Rodney, you missed the show, man. You need to go back to the beginning of the show, Rodney. There was a lot going on. I gave out some flowers. Uh, it's a celebration. I'm celebrating people in my life, giving them flowers while they're still alive. So I did that earlier. I talked about the Super Bowl, what I thought was the greatest athlete of all time. Come on, Rodney. You can't be checking in late. Just start 9 a.m. Pacific every single day. Big shout outs to all the people that watch too, to all y'all that watch on your lunch break. So many of y'all hit me up on your lunch break. Oh, 
It's 10.52 p.m. in India. Ooh, he's staying up. Abhishek staying up late. I'm. Oh, you know what it is? In India, I'm like nighttime television. I'm like a late night show. What up, India? Mm, mm, mm. India, India. Mm, mm, mm. India, India. India, India. India, India. I don't know. I don't know. Rodney, I miss Derek. Too bad he passed. Who's Derek? And I'm sorry he passed, but I don't know who Derek is. I don't know who Derek is. Sorry. All right. The after show, but later. My daughter is four. Two weeks ago, we were in a hotel on the 11th floor. She thought it was fun to run full speed on the balcony and run into the rail. Yeah, man. I feel you, man. You know what's amazing about kids, though? They can run full. I've seen my son run full speed. Bam! Eat it. And then jump up and go, okay, daddy. Okay, daddy. If I ran full speed and fell face down, I would probably evaporate when I hit the ground. It'd be like, (laughs) I would evaporate 100%. All right, here we go. Brian Kwan, question. Where should take on teaching your kids about your Korean background, African-American background? Will you teach your kids Korean? Well, Brian, my mom never taught me Korean. I wish I knew Korean. So I don't know how to teach them Korean when I don't even know it. Now, will they know about their heritage? Absolutely. That comes through with my with their grandparents, my mom and dad. And my mom still cooks traditional Korean food. So, yeah, I'm going to teach them because it's very important. Now, get this. It's very important for them to know about all their backgrounds. My kid is 50% white. My kids are 50% white, 25% black, 25% Korean. But they will know about all their heritage from all sides of the family. Because when I was growing up, I only knew about my dad's side, my black side. I only knew my mom's uh, mother, my grandmother. And that's all I got. And that's why it's so important for my kids to know my parents and to know my wife's parents. And I'm trying to keep it tight-knit, man. I'm trying to keep it tight-knit. I want my kids to know everything about themselves. You know what I mean? All right. So that's the answer to that question. All right, Lamar Parker. Black women in comedy rocks. Leslie Jones and Jackie Fabulous are like the new queens of comedy, like some more Monique, Adele Givens. Oh, yeah. I love those women. Leslie Jones and Jackie Fabulous. They're amazing. If you don't know them, look them up. Look them up. <gasps> Derek Pitts. That's how we met. Oh, my goodness. Derek Pitts. Man, see, so many people that are close to dying, man. Ugh. <sighs> It's heavy, man. Social media is great and bad at the same time, man. It's great and bad at the same time. Uh, I am deeply disturbed. How negative people worry about it. Okay. What about Miss Gorman's poem? I am deeply disturbed how negative people were about it online. I also noticed most of all the people who were making never con- negative comments were white males and females. However, they don't mind watching a black man playing sports, but a black female reading thoughts. Well, Michael Gray. You're reading comments on the internet. And a lot of people feel this way and hide hide behind fake facades. And some of them don't hide behind fake facades, but it's just the world you're living in. When you give everyone access to something, you're going to get some negative comments. Now, when you said there were mostly white people, that's probably true. But I guarantee if you go through that timeline, the positive, some positive stuff said too that was said were white people as well. So it's like Joe Rogan said. I was on Joe Rogan's podcast. He has 10 million people 
10 million people that, uh, uh, that, that are on his page on, uh, YouTube. Right. So his thing is, let's just say all 10 million people watched me and Joe Rogan's podcast and 10%, let's just say most of the time, 10% of people are assholes in the world. Let's say in the United States, 10% are assholes. That means 1 million people are going to leave negative comments if everybody commented. You know what I mean? So you just got to chalk it up to some people are racist. It's real. And that's what I loved about Trump being president. I mean, I didn't love it. I hated it, dude. But he showed that racism is still alive in America. And for all these people that were ignorant and blind to it, say, I don't believe there's racism in America. Well, now you know there's racism in America. And if you don't admit it now, you are the problem. That's what I think about that. Um, I've got attacked growing up, but not on social media. So I don't know how it feels. But for a young woman to get attacked for saying a poem that was very poetic, very uplifting, I think I think you got to know who you're dealing with. It's kind of like just don't just don't acknowledge the trash. Just take it out. Just take keep loading up the garbage, taking it out. Loading up the garbage, taking it out. That's all you can do. And guess what? Next week there's still going to be more garbage. And 100 years from now still going to be more garbage. But what we got to do is keep loading up the trash. Taking it out. Loading up trash, taking it out. It's never going to go away. Racism, and here's the thing. Even if racism goes away, there's still a thing called classism. You can go on an airplane and see it. They got first class, middle class, and last class. And if that gets taken away, it's going to be like car class. Oh, we drive this type of car. We can't hang out with those type of cars. Already people judge. So there's always going to be some type of racism out there. I don't know. I've just accepted the fact that if I go on and say something political, I'm going to get hate from one side. I'm going to get love from one side. She knew, even though she's young, she knows this world. She's not ignorant. She's a very bright woman. She knows. She knows. By doing that, she was going to get love and hate. Is it right? No. But people got social media. I I think whoever has a social media account, their real information should be. There should not be, it should not be allowed for fake facades and fake profiles to be on social media. I think companies need to crack it down like, yo, if you don't give us your real stuff, your ID, you need an ID and tax return <laughs> or something. They'd be like, this is real. This is me. And if you don't give it up, then no, no, you can't have a profile. Then people will have to take responsibility for what they say. You know, that's like me doing this show, me saying crazy things, but having a filter over my face or having like, you know, Marshmallow, that artist, just having a helmet over my head and doing a, a podcast and saying crazy-ish every day. You'd be like, this dude ain't taking no responsibility. He's just saying all kinds of crazy things, you know? So that's what I think about that. And here we go, Rodney. Some people just like trolling to get attention. Yes. I mean, let me talk about this. How sad of a person, and I really feel sorry for these people, how sad of a person you must be to sit online, find people to talk negative about, because that's what you do. 
what is your life? You ever think about that? They have people that sit and troll all day. For what? That's, that's what they do. How sad inside they must be. You ever think about that? Like, I try to spread love and joy every single day on this podcast. I couldn't imagine just coming up here and just dogging people. I would be so, that, oh, that would make me a depressed person. I don't know. I don't know. Let's go to another one. Wing Sandoval, thank you so much. I see you checking in all the time now. Appreciate you. Did you see the streaker? Best touchdown. No. Was there a streaker at the Super Bowl? I did not see this. I did not see this. Anybody else see it? Let me know. Tamika Tammy Simmons Shipman, miserable people, miserable people will always find something to bitch and complain about. Was I out? It's true. It's true. I get social media hate, but I don't get much. But I know when this podcast goes out, some people will be thumbs down. Like, here's the thing. I've seen baby pictures or baby videos on YouTube with thumbs down. Babies getting thumbs down. That's where we are. A baby. A baby like, da, 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 says a word for the first time. Da, da. Thumbs down. Like, <laughs> what type of person are you? Thumbs down to the baby. Thumbs down. He didn't say dad, dad, right? <laughs> Who are these people, man? I don't know. I do not know. Anyway, I'm about to get out of here. Oh, we got new comments. Hang on. Uh, oh, you did see the streaker. I didn't see. I got to look this up. But then again, I'm not like anxious to see a person streak across the field. That's just me. That's just me. Uh, Rodney, just reading some last comments. Get in your last comments before I bounce. It's sad life when you have nothing better to do than to be negative and troll people while hiding behind you. Yep, I agree. I agree. Here we go. Rose, misery loves company. Amen, sister. Amen, sister. Brian Kwan, love the show. Let's uh, let's talk favorite commercial from the Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Favorite commercial from the Super Bowl. The Michael B. Jordan one was, it was creative. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, what else did I really like? I, one made me laugh a bunch. Oh, my goodness. Y'all tell me some of your favorite Super Bowl commercials to jog my memory. But I know there was a couple that were funny. Really funny. There was a lot of, let me tell you, there was a lot of heartstring moments in them. I mean, I cried a couple times. I'm a, I'm a softy, man. After I had kids, I'm a softy. I'm soft. I don't care. I'm soft. I cry. I cry a lot. I cried like two times during commercials last night. I'm that dude. Sorry. I'm that dude that just cries for no reason. You know, <sighs> hey, Michael, I'm not doing well on no sugar. Hell, oh, Fern. Hey, if you can't do it all at once, slowly cut it down to like twice a week, maybe. Like, I, I'm very, like, I have an addictive personality, Fern. I have a very addictive personality. So once I'm in, I'm in. You know, if I start working out, I work out. When I say no sugar, I'm in. But then after going like seven to eight days with no sugar, oh, you'll want to keep doing it because you'll feel this, this energy that you've never had before. Usually you needed something outside to give you that energy. Now, I don't need it. I'm good. I drink water and I drink my green tea latte, sugar-free. It's not from Starbucks. I just put it in the Starbucks cup so it makes me feel like I went to Starbucks. 
But that's the thing, man. Fern, if you can't do it all at once, cut it down. If you do sugar seven days, cut it down to five. And then after you do five, cut it down to three. After you do three, cut it down to one. You know, take it slow. Take it slow. Oh, wings. Sorry, I had a late, uh, I had a late interview. Prayers really. really <gasps> Wing Sandoval. Let's all give Wing Sandoval some prayers, some love. He go, he he or she, I don't know which one, but they they went out for a job interview. I hope you get that job. I hope you get that job. Hopefully, things are slowly starting to turn back around. Shaggy Doritos commercial. Okay. Tamika Tammy Simmons Shipman liked that one. I thought it was okay. I thought it was kind of cheesy. I love Ashton and Mila, though. I love them. That's not the I, I looked at it, I was like, oh, when when he started, when uh Ashton started rapping, I was like, eh, it's all <laughs> it's okay. It's cute, but it, it didn't blow me away. And not to dog you, Tamika. I mean, you got your opinion. I it was cute. It was cute. The line at the end when Shaggy goes, that's never worked. That was funny. That was funny. But I know there were some better, to me, better Super Bowl commercials. Uh, I'm a guy, brother. Oh, Wing Sandoval, my bad. What up, dude? You're dude. Uh, oh, the Cheeto Fingers. Oh, there's another one. that like the Cheeto one. What Ashton and Mila. Okay, maybe I'm the idiot over here that didn't love that one. May okay. Okay, you guys love the Cheetos one. Hey, who am I to say? I I know there was one I liked better, but I just can't remember it. So there you go. Because I laughed a couple of times. I just can't remember which commercial. All right, I'm about to get out of here. Uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, I'm very excited. If anybody watches Cobra Kai like me, one of my good friends is on it. His name is Brett Ernst. He's a stand-up comic. He plays Cousin Vinny. Hey, hey, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? He's in the car dealership with Danielson. He's going to be on the show answering all your Cobra Kai questions. Spread the word. I'm about to put the announcement out. Make sure you like it. Make sure you hit the alert. You're going to want to see this. Funny dude. Funny dude. And I love Cobra Kai. You know, I, love, I talk about Cobra Kai all the time. He's on Cobra Kai. And he's Cousin Vinny. Funny story. When I saw him on season one, because I got into Cobra Kai late. I saw him on season one. I was about to text him and congratulate him. Then I started watching season two and I didn't see him in it. I was like, ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to open a wound since he's not in season two. And then he came back season three. So then that's when I hit him up. Like, oh, you back, you back, fool, you back. So Brett Ernst, cousin Vinny. Hey, I'm cousin Vinny. Hey, hey, we got to move these cars. I, I, I'm, I'm the guy in the inventory. Hey, Brett Ernst. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. So if you love Cobra Kai, if you love stand-up comedy, you're going to love this podcast. Yeah, look at this. All the love. Cobra Kai. That's right. Tamika Tammy Simmons Shipman is going to be on. Oh, the after show. Thanks for the love. Thanks, yo. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Can't, uh, can't wait to see Cousin Vinny. I'll be shouting you out on Twitter. Thank you so much. Uh, we're going to try to get everybody uh, from Cobra Kai on. We're going to try. But I will see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for the love. I appreciate you. Later.